Oi, sit down, listen. Let us be professional. <laughs> Why start now? That's <laughs> mm, <nice> work. <laughs> Continuing that tr- that trend of professionalism. It's true. What I was really doing is the cat is right behind you, and as soon as I started talking, she was super interested, and so that was really for her. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, everybody else. <laughs> um, but really... One last thing. This is gear-related, a peek under the hood of the automotive repair industry, and over there, with a cat behind him, is Ben. That's me. And I'm Heather. And we are here, <laughs> solidly, in the chairs. In the ready. flesh. To do the thing. Ready to present you with all of some amazing facts, features, features. I I don't know. Gear related vehicle news update. Remember the whole Massachusetts ruling thing? Oh, yeah, the the Right to Repair Act. Right to Repair Act. So, what's they were supposed to rule at some point, right? April? I think what the last time we updated um, our listeners, they had postponed the the ruling to somewhere in April or something. Well, they've postponed it again. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But the judge says he thinks. He didn't promise now, Most but probably. he thinks he'll have a ruling no later than July 1st. So, there you go. I hope nobody was holding their breath. Is, They're blue and sad This right is now. why I want to become a judge, because I'm going to get all these cases, and when they expect a ruling, I'm just going to go, yeah, postpone that ruling. Yeah, postpone that ruling. Sure, just go to judge school. Yeah, postpone that one, For too. law school. Yeah, school. I haven't decided that one yet. Uh, <laughs> go to lunch. Bye! <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, so yeah, there's your update on that or, or lack of it. update. <laughs> Gear related vehicle news update. Um. Hey, guess what? Tell it. We recently t- uh, attended a fabulous automotive conference. Did we not? We did. <laughs> why? Why am I guessing that? I was there. <laughs> you were there. I was there, learning the things yes. and doing the stuff and eating. The food. Right. Yeah, a lot of good mm-hmm. grub. Um, so I thought we could talk a little bit about some of the stuff that we learned while we were there. Because some of this stuff, I think, is very interesting to our listeners. Okay, but um, what what conference was it? Mickey Mouse's This is the STX house? conference. It's Did one we ever of, fir- figure out what that stands for? I'm sure it's like super technical... Expo. Expo. Yeah, let's go with that. It's the Super Technical Expo. (laughs) I went to all the Super Technical classes, too. That's what I did. Right. Yeah, that's not what I did. No, I mean, we just got some of the the, um, biggest leaders in our industry. It's Uh, really cool because it kind of has two tracks. One's kind of more the administrative shop owner side, and then mm -hmm. the other is for the technicians. Technical side, yep. Um, But we're not going to bore you with a lot of the technical stuff. Hey. Um, What? I feel like our tech that went, Jonathan, was very jazzed up by all of it. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're into technical stuff, you, you'd love that. I'm, I'm not, not going to bore our listeners with it because I don't know Actually, if they're into it or not. But I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to just say thank you. 
Okay. Sorry. Um, this is a little tidbit I got, and I want to share this with our listeners because I think this is really controversial. Oh. And it was upsetting to me. And you were upset? I was upset about this. I did yeah. Not know. And I talked to the instructor about it, and I, and I was like, hey, is this cool if I share this on our podcast? And he's like, absolutely. People need to know about it. Oh, yeah. Right, so I'm like, right, okay. Right. Um, the instructor, he is basically a consultant for independent shops. So he um, does a lot of work with not your dealership types, right. but he's also in contact with other consultants who do do. Nope. <laughs> and can't you, do that. <laughs> you can't do do that. <laughs> who do consult who with do dealerships? Who do consulting with okay. dealerships. And the consensus <laughs> Why now, are we 12? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Uh, so the, the consensus among the consultants or among the dealerships? The consensus now, as far as the training or the, um, we'll call it advice that these dealerships are getting, is for all of you price shoppers out there. Mm. Those pe- those, oh. those of our listeners that like to call up a place. Or and, seven. Or seven places and try to get. Uh, the, the best um, deal. Actually, yeah, the best deal. But you know what's funny? If somebody quotes a low price and then somebody meets in the middle and then somebody hits that high end price, who do they pick? Probably in the middle. Yeah, isn't it? It's always in the middle. Well, because at least you're not getting like the crappiest service. Right. But here's what the advice the dealerships are giving all of their service writers when they get the price shoppers that call. Mm-hmm. Give them whatever price you want. Oh. Say whatever you want. Just, Just get them in the get door. Get them in the door. Because they've, they've um, learned that once you are in the door, regardless if that price is accurate or not, you're generally probably going to get that work done there. Because you've already because you're taken there the time and, off. Yep. You're there. I don't know. I think that's just... That seems shady. Yeah. I, I, I don't like that at all because you're not, you're not being honest. No, you have you're to be honest. You're just giving a price. You're just trying to get somebody in the door. It seems like you're tricking people. Yeah. But that is what's coming from the top to these dealerships. So if you call somebody and you, if you're calling somebody for a price and, and you get a low price and then suddenly when you take your car there and realize that that's not what you were quoted... That might be the reason why. Ooh. So yeah, I wanted to share that with everybody. If, and for uh, for transparency purposes, our policy is we just don't quote over the phone because we don't know or can't give you an accurate estimate without seeing the vehicle. We want right. to see it first. Right. That's that's where we're at with it. Yeah, that makes sense. Valuable information. In my line of work, I don't do anything over the phone. <laughs> I have to see you first. Yep, exactly. Can't tell you what's wrong yeah, until I, can, I look down your throat. I can quote you a new hip. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to recycle the old one? <laughs> you, you, you wanna, do you want uh, aluminum? Uh, do you want... Uh, <laughs> Not aluminum hip. Oh, my gosh. You want tungsten or just a wood one? I'll just have a wood one. That sounds good. Do you have cherry? Oh, yeah. Mahogany. Got a whole lineup of wood hips. Wood hips. <laughs> so, yeah, that was Gross. one of the thi- one of the things that uh, we talked uh, about that I wanted to share with the folks at the STX conference. That's cool. Well, I mean, it's not cool, but it's good that we're sort of keeping our ear out for the, the hot goss. Right. Well, and I mean, this is exactly what this podcast is for, right? Is to 
look yeah. under the hood of the automotive industry. And this is, it doesn't get much deeper than this, right? Oh, it goes all the way to the top. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the other things we talked about was electric vehicles. Everything's oh, EVs. Oh, yeah. EVs, Every, EVs. EVs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the reason I bring this up is uh, one of our listeners, um, Brian from Idaho, had commented about uh, a previous podcast that we did about the uh, fuel prices and how we as a nation can be reliant on other uh, sources of fossil fuels. And he said, maybe it might be a good idea to talk about the reliance we might have on vehicles that are electric. If we suddenly got rid of all of our fossil fuels and went full electric. Which is what, isn't that what in New York state, that's what they want to do by 2035, and right? California. Yeah. yeah. And the federal government California. is looking at it too. Yeah. So, so yeah, the, that's 13 so years. It's like, a really good point. It got me to thinking like, okay, that gets us uh, that gets our nation that is not so much relying on fossil fuel, but if what are the downsides? If we're going to electric vehicles, will that make us reliant on someone else? That's right. a very good question. That's true. Because it's not like they just are magically made by little fairies that come from Omaha. Right. And there this is a big conundrum. And before That's a good word. Are uh, you like that? <laughs> Um, the first thing I want to talk about is is I want to is I want to um, I want to talk about a myth about electric vehicles and just get this out of the way first that they have no power that they sound like a mosquito. No, that's that's definitely true. They have no no. <laughs> um, just kidding. So, I keep derailing you. We're never gonna get this over with. <laughs> Be professional. <laughs> Why did you? Say- <laughs> Um, Pull it together. Let's go. All right. I'm sure you might have heard this myth, and a lot of you out there, I'm sure this myth is probably rampant in Ohio, just so you know. Um, Always. That electric vehicles are actually not better for the environment as gas vehicles because of the environmental impact of their uh, manufacturing process. They're, they're not better as or they're not, better than? They're, no, they're not better for the environment. Oh, okay, okay. As gas vehicles because of the process involved <laughs> of manufacturing batteries. Also, that you have to remember, too, <laughs> that that electricity that you charge your car with... Comes from somewhere. Comes from somewhere, right? All right, so give me all the dirty details. All right. The dirty details, and this comes right from the EPA's website, so you can look at this. Um, you can look at the, look at this on your own, but that is that is uh, false. It, while it is true that a EV vehicle is not one hundred percent clean because it does use electricity, and this is really cool. They have a calculator that, based on where you live and how electricity is used in your area, like Ohio, like Ohio. You can find out how many um, GHGs, which is green greenhouse grams, I think it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's starting to sound no, like a different sorry, business. Green, greenhouse gases in oh, grams. Okay. So greenhouse gases that your electric vehicle puts out per mile based on the electricity used in your area and how it's produced. It's, it's pretty cool. Okay. So the fact of the matter is, over the life of the vehicle, while it is true 
that to manufacture an electric vehicle does impact the environment more than manufacturing a gas vehicle, as soon as you start using that vehicle, then they separate completely. Right. Just how much greenhouse gases each one is producing. So over the life of a car, from build to death, the fact is, yes, electric cars are better for the environment considering greenhouse gases. Okay. So... That myth, we can get rid of it. We can we can get rid of that one, right? So we've we've confirmed that. I, I'm you just look all kinds of confused well, right you're, now. You're throwing greenhouse gas <laughs> grams. You're throwing birth to death. It's a lot. It's a lot for my little brain to get around. But I think I'm tracking with you. So the manufacturer of an EV is more of an impact than just a regular gas powered car. Mm-hmm. But once we're done with the manufacturing and now we're just driving these guys, the, the gas power is exponentially better. Yeah. Plus it just, I mean, it just feels like, I don't know. I don't know that the electricity part would be as impacted by world affairs. Like our gasoline prices are. Well, it's a good point. I mean, that's um, I know that's just more pocketbook stuff, but that's important. Well, and you really have to get it's it's really confusing and just you really have to get into the nitty-gritty of how these batteries are manufactured. Right. By who, what goes into them and you start figuring out that oh my gosh, we might not have as much control as we thought. Oh, no. For instance, I mean, there's so many crazy metals in the batteries, right? Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because I want to talk about those a little bit. Um, they're, of course, one of the biggest uh, metals is in them is the lithium because they're lithium-ion batteries. Right. But and there's a cathode and an anode, and these are basically parts of the battery that help make the, make the electricity, yeah, to make, put it in simplest terms as we can. It makes it happen. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's the magic minerals, people. Um, Do love me some magic minerals. So these minerals will, are, are more like uh, cobalt. And cobalt is a big one. 70% of the world's cobalt comes from the Democratic Republic of Congo. Oh. And there are some pretty... Let's just call it humanitarian. I was going to say very questionable practices about yeah, how things are going. I mean, we're talking about um, using children to mine unsafe practices. But he, the, the and the thing that, that makes this so bad is everywhere you look, they're ramping up the production of electric vehicles. So mm-hmm. we're going to need more lithium. We're going to need more cobalt. We're going to need more children. <laughs> More children for the cobalt. So that is a huge problem, right? The other problem is who owns these mines? Most of them are Chinese companies. Oh, really? Uh, I was going to say some rich white American does. So (laughs) the biggest manufacturers for electric vehicles um, are China, uh, South Korea, and Japan. Uh, Okay. But China being the biggest one. So we're talking about all these mine, these mines that are that are finding these minerals like cobalt, lithium. A lot of these mines are also owned by Chinese companies so because are, they're using them to manufacture the uh, the batteries. So are they going to have first crack at all that cobalt? Then they for we their- have a huge supply issue 
when it comes to electric vehicles. Yeah, why would if, they? Why would why would they give it to Chevy instead of Toyota? Not that that's a Japanese company, but right. No, but yeah. I see where you're going. Yeah, they, like why would control, they? They control the market. Right now, we have like it. a little bit of a monopoly. Right, and the big problem Ooh. is, I mean, lithium uh, is mostly mined in like Argentina and some other. Uh, Southern, uh, excuse me, South, South American, American countries, and the way it's mined, they're actually they're actually using water to mine this, and there's environmental impacts that are affecting the water and the the amount of water they need to mine it. So there's a lot of mining issues, and again, we have these supply problems that could right. foreseeably be in the hands of China. So, oh, China owns those as well. China owns, uh, I don't know if they own like specific ones in for the lithium, but definitely like cobalt, cobalt. but I would imagine they'd almost have to just because they control so much of the manufacturing process. But I mean, and when I say nickel and when I like nickel's the other one, right? Nickel's another one. Yeah. Is that the same story? Um, nickel. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure on. Right. But the big, the big two were obviously cobalt, right. and there's also others. There's like crystal diodes and stuff that are that are manufactured or or getting mined. There's all kinds of weird, strange metals that go into these. And this is where Tesla, and I believe, um, I forget the other one. But there's a couple of manufacturers that are looking to try to make batteries without using cobalt. Oh, okay. Well, that, I would think that that's where we're going. Like, as soon as we start to get um, sort of dependent on one thing, we need to move to something else. Right. And but then you start, it's like, okay, how like dangerous are these? Well, we, and we, we're getting to elements, the we're you know? getting to the point where um, electric vehicles are almost as cheap as gas vehicles. Not mm-hmm. quite, but we're almost there. Uh, most experts say we should be getting there by mid twenty uh, twenties. So, like, figure say twenty twenty five, twenty twenty six. Yeah, mm-hmm. a few more years. They're going to be just as cheap to manufacture and sell as gasoline vehicles, which means they're going to be more affordable for the gen- general public. Which means we're going to need more resources. Which means we're going to need to mine more. And this is where it gets pretty scary, right? Right. But you do have manufacturers that are trying to come up with ways where we don't need those specific minerals and to rely on control of other countries um supply right so can i ask a question if i completely derail you just say uh we'll get to that (laughs) but okay when we i mean the batteries don't last forever what are they like 10 to 20 years that they're good for i'm glad which is a ton of time but can we recycle them and take any of that back and reuse it i'm glad you asked that um, and the answer to that question is, and this is what we were talking about. It's kind of. Well, we were talking about this at the STX conference. The majority of electric vehicle batteries will last longer than the car itself. Oh, okay. So th- think about that. Like, and it's almost, it's almost like a, an uncapitalist thing to do, right? Right. Because we're making something that we want you to buy again right. like, every two or three years. What is that planned obsolescence with right. the, your iPhone? So. Now we're going to sell you a car where the battery is probably going to live up to like 25, 30 years. So good. It, and that is good, assuming you have developed the mindset that you plan on keeping your car for Which that long. Which you should. Just keep the car. 
Um, recycling is one of the biggest things that is in R&D right now, research and mm-hmm. development. They know that they're going to have to figure out a way when you take this car to the junkyard to get rid of right. it, that battery is probably still good. It's probably still got like 80% of its life left. What? Yeah. That's how long these batteries are lasting. Okay. They do have some, and the recycling process is crazy. There was, there was one I was watching, uh, and it was in Germany, and it's this big grinder. <laughs> they just throw the battery in there, and it just grinds it up. Uh, Into like little tiny, like little sand pieces, like grinds? Like just grinds it all up into little bitty, bitty pieces. Oh my gosh, that's and crazy. And then they use two methods. One is um, they use uh, they, a smelting process where they melt it all down. Oh, and I then love they're to able, smelt. They're, they're able to separate uh, the different elements uh, like the cobalt, the lithium, and okay. reuse that to manufacture... The next, um, the next generation, okay. Next generation of batteries. But that's when the battery's dead, right? We're not recycling it if it still has life in it, are we? We we kind of have to. Why? You can't just put it in another Prius? Well, think about it. Like, you go to buy a 2026 Prius, um, are you going to get the one with a new battery or are you going to get the one with a recycled battery? Well. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. But we have got to stop being so... I need a brand new everything. Well, I know. And this is, there's a, uh, a company in the United States. I think it's called Resell. Um, Not Rehouse Rochester. So here's okay. what they're, here's what they're trying to do. And this is, this is where they're taking the process of recycling and, and trying to reuse it to build new batteries instead of grinding them all up and separating them into their elements. They're trying to create cathodes and anodes that they can basically just take off of an old battery and put it on a new battery. Okay. So that they're reusing the parts okay. instead of recycling them into their elements and then trying to build a new battery out of it. Right. But Oof. that the the recycling process is uh that is one where we have not caught up to today's technology. So we're running when you into you say we, what do you mean? Like the automotive industry the automotive or like industry, America? It, well, America. not just the automotive industry, any industry, the battery industry right. in itself, the recycling process has not cut up, caught up to the technology that, that these batteries are capable of. I guess mm. nobody knew we were going to make batteries that lasted this long. Longer than some in humans. In a product that wasn't going to last that long. Yeah. That's just... <laughs> It's just like frustrating, you know, it's like, why would we pay all that money to res? It just, it feels like we're going to pay all this money to smelt and grind, smelt and grind. grind. That's a club name. If I ever, ever heard one, (laughs) (laughs) but we're, we're spending all this money and time and energy to do that in order to come out with a new battery at the end of it. When the battery we just tossed in there still has 20 years left on it. Right. It's bonkers. And the here's where we're at, though. What we need to do and what they're trying to do is they're trying to, first of all, develop a way to make electricity to charge these batteries that is not as harmful to the environment like coal plants and um, whatever ones that are. We want solar. We want hamsters. Hamsters. Exactly. So that's one of the things that that one group is trying Mm -hmm. to attack it from one point of view. The other one is the recycling process and building batteries without using the precious resources that we 
we quite frankly just don't just have don't enough have of. enough of yeah um all right rit i'm looking at you <laughs> let's do this so so <laughs> So one part of it is developing cleaner energy to charge the battery. Mm -hmm. One part of it is designing the battery to contain less of the precious minerals that we don't have, that we have a finite amount of. And then the third part is to make these batteries in such a way that the parts we can take out and reuse in a, in a way that's more efficient. Right. And they're all researching this and, and developing it. It's just not there yet. Right. Keep working, guys. You're doing great. Yeah, keep going. We'll Let's bring do you it. some Twizzlers and coffee. I have a question. Okay. I don't know if you know this. You might give me the the bad face and then hit pause. But <laughs> um, so I don't think we've talked about this, but maybe in my brain has just, you know, through COVID, my poor brain. But when we plug our electric vehicles in, and we get that electricity. What is the impact on the environment of just that? Of just plugging the car yeah, in? Yeah, like what, I guess I'm... Well, and this is what was kind of cool about the uh, um, the calculator for, for mm, that in right. different areas. Because not everybody um, or not every area has the same environmental impact of their electricity. Say, right. for instance, I mean, like, California is really big on clean energy, right? Mm -hmm, right? So the environmental impact of you charging your car in California is going to be lower than, say, I don't know, Missouri or Texas. Kentucky or Texas. Yeah. Well, and like, I am not an electricity knowing person. Sorry. Sorry, mom. <laughs> that was her dream for well, me. That's Please okay. Please know about electricity. But aren't there like some places where like we use like the like Niagara Falls gets used to help do things? How about this? This will be a fun exercise. Let's go. <laughs> We're doing exercises. <laughs> let's now. go Great. to the EPA's website, find said calculator, and let's let's do a live example of it. How about that? A live one. All right. Yeah. So here we are at the What's EPA's the, website. I'm going to click on What's the, the link. What's the website called? Uh, it's epa.gov. Hey. And the first myth is, of course, uh, electric vehicles are worse for the climate than gasoline cars because of the power plant emissions. Oh, power plant emissions. Okay, yeah. Now, EPA and the DOE, that's the Department of Energy, they have the Beyond Tailpipe Emissions Calculator. I'm going to click on that. Beyond Tailpipe. And Another great us, club name. This takes us to the Department of Energy's website, fueleconomy.gov. Now, I love fueleconomy.gov. Here you can click your vehicle. What kind of electric vehicle do you want to own? I have a Prius. What, uh, what year, what's your, well, your Prius is a hybrid. Let's go Shoot. all electric. I have a Tesla. You have What year is your Tesla? My Tesla is a 2019. To 2019, we've got a Tesla. We'll say it's a Model 3. Yes, it is a Model 3. Thank you for okay. noting that. Now, I type in a zip code. Okay. What's your zip code? Where do you live? Uh, 14623. What is that, Greece? 14623. We click on see results. And this gives us a comparison of total ga uh, greenhouse gas emissions. In our zip code, it is 30 grams, 30 CO2 grams per mile. Okay. This same car 
averages with the US electricity mix, so that's the entire United States, the average is 120 CO2 grams per mile. Okay. And the average new gasoline vehicle is 410. Oh. So we went from gasoline vehicle to 410 to, to your Tesla, US average of 120 to your zip code that you gave me at 30. So okay. apparently we live in a pretty, pretty uh, or that, that zip code is a pretty clean right. uh, electric not quite producing one, area. I, okay, I'm going to give you a zip code from Dallas. You want to? <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's just, I feel let's like in the, heart of, in the heart of Texas. In, in deep in the heart of Texas. Why would you ever? Okay, give me, give me ever, a, give me a text. Ever zip code. alienate more of our listeners? Uh, let's just seven five two zero nine. Seven five two zero nine. Why are you getting all raunchy? All Texas. I don't think that's Texas. All right. Ooh, you see, you just matched the U.S. average. So that zip code in Texas, 120 CO2 grams per mile, Ooh. averages 120. And of course, the average new gasoline is still 410. Okay. Now, I'm going to type in an Ohio. Oh, Ohio. Uh, you do Ohio. Okay. I You're... have one more that I want to do. All right, let's do yours first. Okay. Um, San Francisco, California. San Francisco, okay. California. Go 94188. Ahead. I don't know exactly Nine, where that is. 94188. Somewhere in the Bay Area. It is higher than our Rochester zip code. It is 70. But still pretty good. Still well below the nation's average. Mm-hmm. Of 120. Well, And last right. but not least, Dayton, our, Ohio, our Ohio Cleveland, zip Cincy. code. Sending. It just, it just crashed the website. Stop what? it. What's up with you, Ohio? You well, did not. that's all right. Okay. That was You're that so was a fun that was a fun exercise, You're wasn't so it? Full of crap. <laughs> like Ohio has one zip code. Everybody in Ohio right now is like, "Dang you, get related." Oh, Ohio They're shaking their Ohio fists. Ohio, we do not release our numbers oh. to the Department of Energy. <laughs> okay, so all right. Well, that I guess that answers my question. All right. Well, that's all I got, really. If okay. you guys have any questions about this topic, I'd love to research it some more for you. If there's something that I didn't talk about that you wanted to hear, let us know. We can always cover this. Um, well, I'm sure we will kind of keep an uh, ear yeah, out. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to revisit the recycling process because this is such a in-development type topic. Right. But. Right. Take care of your cars because then they'll last as long as your battery. How about that? Yeah. And maybe if you do decide to invest in an electric car, just plan on keeping it for like 20, 25 Why years. Not? Yeah. Take good care I'm of it. I'm all about it. Don't throw your leftovers in the back seat and forget about them. No, 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 no. Never do that. <laughs> but you can certainly, one thing you can do is you can love us. You can go onto your favorite podcatcher and you can rate and you can review. You can tell everybody how much you love us and you can... Go on our website and listen to all of our fancy episodes. It's www.gearrelated.com. And then all the other places. That's right. The twits. At Sean Otto. That's S-C-H-O-E-N. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. And hopefully he won't sing. Bye. Bye.